right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Fired up, man. Today, we're talking racing, y'all. Yes, indeed. We're talking that nasty, that badass, drag radio, slick, that high horsepower, 200-plus mile-an-hour nonsense uh, that we call, you know, the PSCA and all things with uh, with streetcars. Kevin, we talk about this all the time. Isn't it amazing where streetcars have gone? I mean, from the... Full gamut, right? From what you would consider a street car when I was in high school, right? Was man, you were you were a bad mother if you were packing five hundred horsepower. You had something to brag about. Oh, I mean, man, oh, oh, that was some big number. Yeah, yes, sir. It was like, whew. and fast forward a few years, you know, uh, you know, obviously through the seventies, eighties, we had cars coming out with like a buck twenty-five, a buck forty-five, a buck sixty-five, you know. With, with the missions and everything. But yeah, coming out of the backside of that, you know, uh, doing a little massaging on some of the old school, uh, cranking out 400 plus, you know, 500 was through the roof. Yeah. I mean, you were throwing a lot of talent, a lot of money at 500. Yeah. And now it's just a sneeze, <laughs> you know, you're sneezing 500, you know, you got a little heartburn, you're at eight. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> The next thing you know, you're 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 cracking four digits, you know, without even blinking. All right, five hundred is the twin twin turbo boosted four cylinder beside you, uh, with a Kia badge on it. Yeah, uh, it, it it's crazy, man. And you know what's great is, like anybody, people take these cars and and man, they ring them out. They try to find all the power, all the ET, uh, and get down that quarter mile as fast as possible. The guy we have on today, Mel Roth, he's really, you know, taking that street car stride right the 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 passion that, that people have to fix up a you know a door car I, I i just love door cars it's something when you go to the track and you see a you know rail car what they can do it's you know something to see a you know a funny car what they can do a pro stock car and so forth but when guys take street cars out and man they build the most absurd thing and they're out there running like low sevens high sixes cracking 200 miles an hour and just like Dude, this is a car that 
It's got doors on it. It's got headlights on it. They can drive on the street. It's, it's bananas. There's some connection with a door car that you, you feel disconnected from a, from a rail car. You know, like somehow yeah. that's a dude like you. You know, that's a dude that's hustling, working hard, putting the right pieces together, you know, one after another. And there he is. He's like your champion when he's out there on the track almost, yeah, you yeah. know, when it's just some dude in a, in a rail car, you know, a full on race, race car, you're thinking, oh, like I sponsored, there's millions of dollars. It's, you know, that's corporate or whatever, you know, like whatever you want to throw around. Uh, but something about a street car makes you think, man, I might run into that guy somewhere. You know, I might hit him at a light. You know, I, I got to be on my toes. That's a legit guy living in the real world, but going fast as hell. Yeah, man. And really with all the all the events now that can highlight streetcars, it's never been a better time to take a car that you might be able to get out on the street, but you can hang it out on a drag race, man, and let that thing eat. There's never been a more appreciated time than what we're in right now for making big power. Well, yeah, and if you go back in time to, you know, the mediocre times of performance cars, I mean, you might be able to let it out on a on a street and, and kind of maintain some safety. Uh, but, you know, when you're person pushing four digits uh, and you want to wind that sucker out, when you're pushing 2,000 horsepower in a streetcar <laughs> and you want to let that sucker out, there aren't a lot of places you can do that, you know? Yeah. And to get it out on a track and really, like you said, let that sucker eat, you know? That's that's an awesome scene right there. Yeah, it is, man. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, one of the guys that has started a division that is, man, is it popping off. It is something to see. And if you ever had the opportunity to go to a race where you see the letters PSCA, yeah, man, you definitely need to pull into that track and check out the Premier Streetcar Association, what they're doing, what they're racing, how fast these cars are going. We're talking all about it with Mel Roth. Coming up next, it's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. Kevin Bird, Willie B. We're back in just a minute. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. We have Mel Roth on our podcast today. Let's talk about this crazy class known as the gunslingers, man. When when you're going to a racetrack, especially out here in the western part of the country, if you have the letters PSCA, the Premier Streetcar Association, if you're seeing that up on the marquee, you know you're going you're gonna to see some guys hanging it out, man. Uh, and the man behind this division is uh, is none other than the guy who's joined the podcast. Mel, hey, thanks so much for kind of walking us through, but tell, tell us everything about the PSCA, what you guys are doing, uh, what you guys are bringing to the table, man. It's great to chat with you, buddy. Oh, hey, great to be on the show. Um, I mean, PSCA started 22 years ago, Southern California. So it's been, it's been, it it's been evolving. It was the Pacific streetcar back in the day. And then, yeah. Kind of been moving east eastward, and now we're Premier Streetcar. Um, we have uh, events in Denver, and but we have like uh, in Denver, we'll have six classes that run. Uh, the our top class is uh, called Outlaw Ten Five, which is more of more of a race car with slick tires. But then we have this class called XDR, which what you guys are kind of talking about door cars, radial tires. Yeah, dude. And uh, <laughs> we so we run Eighth Mile on Denver. Uh, eighth mile kind of brings it, uh, you know, the competition closer between the power adders. Uh, but yeah, when you're talking guys, there's guys making 3000 plus horsepower on these little bitty, you know, 10 inch wide radial tires. So it's pretty cool. We were just talking about that 500 bogey, you know, that 500 horsepower bogey. 
and now we're at 3,000. Hey, Kevin, what's the craziest thing is watching these drivers, man, because you want to see some guys hanging it out. Imagine planting all that power on these little tires, and there's no lift, man. They're just letting it hang out. The car is trying to stay in the groove, but they're fighting it because you imagine these guys, short wheelbase, throwing all that power down, trying their best to haze it, stick it, uh, and get down the, the course faster than the guy beside of them. Uh, I, I do like the fact that it is eighth mile. Uh, a lot of people don't don't understand what why you would go eighth mile compared to a quarter mile. Eighth mile allows these cars to live a little longer, and these are big budgets, and these are regular guys just grinding. Uh, they, you know, they're tool guys. One of the big guys I, I know racing in Denver, um, his name is McBride, uh, Brett, and he's just he, he's the guy that runs a snap-on truck uh, during the week, um, and and he's gonna be out there dicing it up. These guys can allow the cars to live a little bit longer to eighth mile, but man, you're seeing some racing that is just. You wouldn't believe how fast these cars have really just just evolved over the last few years. It wasn't that long ago these cars were running like eights. Now these cars, I mean, these cars are going so fast, it's unbelievable. I mean, they're just hanging out. And obviously talking about eights and a quarter, um, but man, you know, it's just amazing to see how fast these guys have got these things wicked up. And Mel, you, you get an eyeful every, uh, every chance uh, and every weekend probably. Oh yeah, when the, uh, when we first started coming to Denver, which is ten years ago, uh, I can't even believe it's been ten years. Um, so we'll take similar cars in these divisions. They were, you know, mid fives to six six zero in the eighth. Okay, trust me, that's that's still fast. But now these cars are running. You know, some of them are running four fifties in the eighth you know, 170 miles an hour on, these are the little, the little tire cars, the radial tire cars. And it's just like to see, cause back, back at, like I said, 10 years ago, you know, Colorado, you know, as a whole, they were a little behind the country because there was, they didn't have radial prep tracks. They didn't have this. So, and then you have altitude. So it's kind of hard for you to get your car dialed into Denver and then go down to Texas and run it because they're completely two different animals. So, yeah. But, now that fuel injections come around and these guys, these a lot of these guys have tuners. There's a guy named Joey Kenville that he works for like four or five teams. That's all he does is tune. Now he used to drive, won four championships on the mountain, but now he just tunes. So these guys all have like little tuners. They're not high dollar, but, you know, just giving these guys a little bit of help for knowledge to run down the mountain at Bandamere. Now, not just the mountain, but other tracks, you know, with, with these cars provide big challenges too. We're talking Vegas, you're talking Texas, you know, a lot of people listening, they may, uh, they may never want to fierce, you know, face the mountain because it's such a fierce competitor. Uh, but for, for your division, these guys are doing some amazing things in these cars. And the best thing is they're doing it on such a small tire. Um, what would you say is the biggest uh, challenge for these guys on the smaller 10 inch, you know, 10 and a half inch tire uh, compared to some of the bigger drag radio classes you guys are running? Uh, well, it's just, you know, uh, the footprint, the tire, you know, these guys, they, you can put as much power to these cars as you can, you know, as you can imagine. So they have to tame them down a little bit, but they don't really want to, you know, they, they just, they, they're going to wait and try to get that one hit where that thing's going to plant go. And then, you know, cause that, that's, I mean, it's, <laughs> I guess the nature of the beast is you want to go fast. Okay. You want to win, 
but man, you really want to go fast. So if you can make that one popcorn pass and it's just like, <laughs> man, that, that makes your whole year, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's what makes it, you know, somewhat exciting is that it's that Hail Mary. You know, these guys are throwing everything in it. They're not pulling back, you know, and, and you know, it's either they're going for broke or it's, you know, hazing the tires and, oh man, not that time, you know? Uh, they're they're just throwing it all at the gauntlet there. Yeah, they really are, man. Well, why do you think this has caught on so fast, Mel? You look at, you know, you look at Facebook and everybody following us, and this is one of the big things that people like to see. Why why is it so big with the fans for the people out there watching? Uh, well, th- for that particular class, the drag radio class, you can relate to these cars. These cars look like the cars that are in your garage. It looks like cars right behind you. All your B body yeah. Mopars back there. You know, they look like regular cars. And when they look like regular cars and they just, I mean, like I said, it looked like they get shot out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I mean, it's pretty cool. They don't have the huge tires on the back. I mean, they just look like regular cars. You know, yeah, a few of them do. I mean, if you look at Brandon McBride, you were talking about Brandon McBride, which is a Mac Tools dealer. You don't want to get him in trouble with the... With, oh, yeah, yeah. Mac Tools, that's right. That's right. The only, that I, at least I, I know of, the only right-hand drive drag radio car, which is that Skyline, Okay. So that that's what he races in this XDR class. So he he would think you know you you know because you, you the resale value really not a lot for a right hand drive car. I mean it's just not. <laughs> no. So what does he do? He builds a right hand drive and five car. <laughs> so so now he's got two cars that probably he's he's stuck with. But for us, it gives us two cars at every race coming out of the Brandon McBride pit. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, man, way cool. Let me ask you this: Why? You know, you got other classes too. Kind of break us down. What are the rules for these classes? Um, where does it, you know, what do you got to have as far as chassis goes? What's the uh, sort of rule book that's applied to, to these cars that are, you know, cracking 170, 180 in the eighth mile? Well, we can start out. We have, so we have three, like what we call domestic heads up classes at Denver. We have limited small tire. And is this what you have all across the country? Not just thinking Denver, but all across the country? Yeah, we have these cars all across the or these classes all across the country. However, we I mean we only have we only run six at Denver. We like in Vegas when we go to our streetcar super nationals in November, we have 16 classes. So but okay. Denver we only have six and they're all head up at, at Denver. So um, but so you go limited small tire, kind of just what the, the it's, it's a little bit limited. So the cars have got to have steel doors, steel fenders. They've got to have uh, real glass. Uh, they're on a smaller, like an SS radio, which isn't as sticky as most of them. Uh, it is a no time class. Um, the car can't have any uh, modifications to the front bumper. So, I mean, it's got to look like the car, you know, it can't have a big air dam on it. It can't have. Um, you can't have bullhorns. You can't have zoomy pipes. You, I mean, it's you know, it's just basically a limited streetcar. Um, and I can't really tell you how fast they are because it is a no time class, but they're pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much power would you guess they're making based on the the no times? Um, I would say in this class, because of the smaller tire, because it is a, it's like a, it's like a, 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 a two seventy five radio tire not the super sticky one the kind of a medium grade tire i would say these guys are 17 to 2000 horsepower 1700 to 2000 which is a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that's pretty limited if you ask me well i never said that the 
I never said that the motors were limited. I said the cars were limited. So, but the motors, yeah. <laughs> but you can't have it, it. This class is kind of a like an entry level, even though seventeen hundred horsepower is not entry level. But we like we don't allow billet blocks, billet heads, uh, stuff like that. Billet or uh, boosted big blocks. So it's kind of you know. So it doesn't. So you can't put a thirty five hundred horsepower motor in one of these cars and try to run it. So now you said it had to have steel doors, right? Yes, yeah, steel doors and and glass, real glass all the way around. And this is the entry level position at seventeen hundred horsepower, seventeen hundred two thousand. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you gotta love that. All right, that's the entry level position. What about a step up from from there? Um, XDR is the same thing. Basically, you can you can have a back half car. You can run a bigger radial tire. Most of the guys will still run that two a two seventy a pro two seventy five radial. But you can run the 295 radio, so which is a bigger tire. Um, so in this class, we uh, depending on your, you can have a big block, you can have twin turbo, you can have a pro charger, you can have pretty much anything you want power plant wise. Uh, and these cars do put times up. Um, so I think the record on the mountain right now is like a 452 in the eighth, at like almost like a buck seventy. So. Wow, and and what about down at sea level? Sea level, they're four O cars. Four O, one eighty, one eighty five. Four O, four O. God. But what's cool about this class is you have a variety. I mean, we have we have girls driving it. We got one girl called Junkyard Jenny. Okay, she's got like a an LS, uh, which is a small block, single turbo, and she's right there, like you know, high four fifties. Then you got Brandy McBride with a with a big block single big turbo, and he'll run four fifties. And then you have another guy named GJ that has a small block LS twin turbo, and he runs four fifties. So you have different combinations that can run this particular number. Like that's the faster number, but with the unpredictability of these tires. At our last race about a month and a half ago, a guy named Al comes out. Brand new build. It took them 10 years to build this car. This car looks like it came off the showroom floor. It's a it's like a 95 Mustang. Um, the fastest this car runs is 515 in the eighth. Okay. He went four rounds and won the race because he got down every single time. He whole shot at a couple cars, a couple cars. Uh uh, one guy like broke a valve going down, you know, that he there's no way this guy should have won this race, but he did win. So that's what's cool. So that's what's cool about small tires and big horsepower is, <laughs> yes, if you make that popcorn pass, you're going to go fast. You're going to do well. But making four of them in a row, that's that's the key. And and a guy with a car a half a second slower pulls out a win. Hasn't raced in 10 years. It was pretty cool. Now, that's what we were talking about earlier. You know, like to me, those are real people, you know, putting it on the line. I can connect with them. I can connect with the cars. I love the variety. So it's not just, you know, you think NASCAR is almost all same, you know, I love people are coming at it from different directions, duking it out. And, you know, it's a guy or a girl that you're going to see at a bar or a restaurant, somebody you want to hang with in the pits. Uh, it's just a, it's a real cool, relatable, uh, you know, racing series. Yeah. 
with a whole lot of, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows you know? what's going to happen. That's a great way to describe the <laughs> PSCA. All right. So here's the deal. we got to take a break. When we come back, more with Mel. Check it out, though. PSCA. It is just an unbelievable wild class of race cars. And my God, are they going fast. More with that on the Two Guys Garage podcast. Kevin Bird and Willie B in just a minute. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we have our boy Mel Roth on PSCA. They have events all over the country. I got one coming to my town out here in Colorado here in, uh, in the near distant future. I get really excited when I see these guys coming to town. I always get a chance to talk to Mel. And it's always kind of just unbelievable where this is going. Because I started talking with Mel years back. Uh, and what the cars were doing, and my God, they have evolved to be so fast, so unbelievably just hard to tame. And when you're driving a car with a wheelbase that's like you know 100 inches, uh, and it's packing 3,000 horsepower on a you know on a 285 tires, 275 tire, you're like, dude, you're in for a crazy ass ride. And that's what you see when you go to these races. So Mel, when we left, you were talking about the XDR class, some of the wild, crazy rides and some of the crazy builds that people are pushing there. Power-wise, what do you think are some of the numbers some of these guys are are putting down to the ground? Um, 2,000, 3,000 horsepower, common numbers to see out of these cars? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, probably the, the norm to be competitive. Um, some of the combinations, say if you get a single turbo um, – a small block, you know, because we have lighter weights, you could get away with maybe, you know, like 1800, 1900 horsepower and be competitive. But when you get to the, the heavier cars, you know, the big block twin turbos that have to come out there and weigh like 3,200 pounds. Yeah. Those are the guys that are pushing the 3000 horsepower number. So tell me how you break that down. What's the um, sort of guidelines? Cause you know, for, for guys that are new, you know, I'm getting ready to bring my race car out. Um, it's a, it's a big block single turbo, um, but I should be putting down close to that 3,000 horsepower number. Um, and my car weighs, you know, it's under 3,000 pounds right now with me in it. So I'd have to stick some weight in the car, right? I'd have to bury weight in it. It just depends what class you run in. Uh, but, you know, it's just years of getting data from, you know, the from doing races and finding out the max power going to these companies that uh, the pro chargers a precision turbo and getting what these combinations and what these size turbos can you know how much horsepower they can actually make uh and then you just you know factor it into a weight and uh man i, I nothing's perfect you're never going to get something perfect you're always going to get something that's it's like pro charger in the last couple of years have really stepped up their game that fx3 is dynamite bro it's straight unreal yeah and it is like it came it's like they they were fast before, but now they're like super fast. So, <laughs> so you got You got. But you can't just you can't just jump on them and say, oh, we're just going to add weight or we're going to do this. You you have to you have to see what they're going to do in all types of conditions because just because it makes more horsepower doesn't mean it's going to go down the track per se. A Denver versus say like Vegas, you know, when you have in Vegas, we'll have a pure radial track for for the smaller tire cars. In Denver, you know, we have to we flip flop back and forth because we do have which a class we haven't talked about was outlaw 10.5 still a 10.5 W tires. So they're like, you know, 11 and a half, 12 inches wide. They look small compared to the, you know, the big, huge tires that uh, some of the pro street cars would run, uh, run. But those are the guys 
um, that can push 4,4500 horsepower. And that's pretty that, that's an, what are those cars what are those cars running well now these cars these cars have doors are they yeah they're are they, yeah, can, they're, can they yeah they're they're door cars a lot of them are either top sportsmen there are some full body cars like a lance Carnegie, uh, those type of guys they have like real cars right yeah but his chevy rules, too is the sick he, he raced in the car yeah, street outlaws for but a, the rules state if you have a fiberglass car like a like a pro mod you have to run these 10 five tires on it Okay, so if you put the 10-5 tires on these cars, um, say our, our champion right now is Tommy Johans. Um, quickest he's ran is 393 at, <laughs> I think, 195 here on the mountain. And that's on the mountain. On the mountain. That's a 9,000, 10,000 corrected feet altitude-wise, bro. Yeah, I can yes. tie my shoes and be out of breath right. on the mountain, you know? Like, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an I'm an old guy and I'm from Southern California, right? But when I, you know, you, when I first time we came to Denver, you know, I was that's all everyone says, man, you're gonna lose your breath. And like I never did that, but it's just like, you know, I understand. I mean, some people do. They go up there and it's like, man, I can't even breathe and all that. It's like I'm just wondering what what would you know if it's maybe it's just the way their bodies, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, if, they, how they live. If you're having trouble breathing, imagine the cars, buddy. Imagine no. what the cars are going through, and that that is one of the mm -hmm. inherent big challenges out here in Denver for sure. Now, Mel, you, you said you had a, a bunch of different classes uh, above the XDR. Of, you know, you're talking some four thousand forty five hundred horsepower cars. And and I gotta um, I gotta interject, the, man. I just gotta repeat. This is streetcar, streetcar, <laughs> yeah. right? This isn't, you know, space shuttle, SpaceX. <laughs> this is a streetcar, 4,500 horsepower. Well, Okay, I, go ahead. Just want to throw that out there one more yeah, time. Well, in, the, in that upper <laughs> class, which is Outlaw 10.5, maybe a few of the cars make, a, you know, they don't look like spaceship, but yeah, they're more of a race car than than the XDR cars. The XDR cars are, would look like a streetcar. Some of these are a little bit longer, a little bit narrower. Yeah. But they've, you know, they've put, put so, them out on the road. But That's they're still, them... but they all, at the end of the day, they, it, exactly. They'll go out on the street and make a, make a, you know, street run 40 miles, 50 miles, whatever the challenge is, uh, and really go back and just light these things up. Um, have you been surprised as to the, you know, the crowd response and how into it people, you know, when you travel around, people really liking this class and, you know, I've just watched it over the last few years really blow up and people get excited about it. Uh, what's so different about it? What draws people's eyes and, and attitudes towards it? Well, it's like, a, it, it, you know, it's kind of like you, you, can, you can see the car, you can relate to the car. Um, it's obtainable. So, and, and something obtainable, like when you go to NHRA and you watch John Forrest and you watch, you know, Brittany Forrest, you watch all of them. Okay, don't get me wrong. They're cool. Them cars make a lot of noise. They're insanely fast, but you can't go build one of them. You know, there's just it's not it's not something you can do. So a lot of people don't relate to that. So when they come to a PSCA race or a streetcar super national race, it's like you know, ninety percent of the cars out there they know they can actually build. They can drive. They can get a license. Or they probably have a much slower version of one. <laughs> right. And then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> and then they can get into one of the lower classes, say an LST or say something and get in and then work your way up. And that's what a lot of people do. They work their way up and, uh, and you, but you got to get out there and do it. I mean, okay. We, we are okay. 
we're we all been around drag racing. We know that drag strips are closing left and right. I mean, it's just part of our our deal right now. Um, the drag strips that are open, Bandamere being one of them, man, whatever you got to do, whether it's a bracket race, just, you know, go out and just run your car, go pay 40 bucks and go out there, have some fun, support these tracks because sooner or later, we ain't going to have them. You know, Mel, is there a particular class that seems to really excite the fans for whatever reason, quirky top speeds, whatever. Uh, is there any one particular class that seems to really resonate with folks? Um, if it, it all depends on the location. So in my Vegas, uh, my Vegas race, we have a, a, a pro mod class, um, but it's a quarter mile pro mod class and they go like 250, 260 miles an hour. And these are door cars. So those get the fans excited, say in Vegas, more so than some of the smaller tire cars. Um, a lot of people, I mean, in, in, at Bandamere, we have this, uh, pfi pro import class okay it's a it's an import front wheel drive class they look like you know other than you know some bigger mm. tires those these cars are nuts man these cars are so crazy they i mean they they run like 860s in the quarter mile <laughs> i mean and they're and they're imports i mean they're they're small four-cylinder motors they got they you know they can't really put a big turbo on them because you just ain't got enough cubic inches and for you know to run 860 on the mountain that's impressive oh, oh i i i just fascinated by these guys because i know a few of them and to see how they've got the boost turned up on these little four cylinders little 2.0 liters 2.1 liters and they'll punch them out and they'll just put so much air fuel and spark to it and they'll ring these things out these things just sound like they're coming unglued when they let you know let go of that trans brake in the in a burnout pit and they're just like what um, their RPMs are through the ceiling, and I watch these guys take off bang gears and get after it on a front wheel drive. Kevin is front wheel drive, and these guys are out there sticking it, man. It is unreal. Yeah, those are cr- running eight for that kind of configuration, those kind of times. You know, there's some physicists sitting around, you know, like doing some calculations on how fast you should be able to go. You know, with these size tires, with front wheel drive, with this displacement, and they're they're doing the math, and they're like, doesn't add up, man doesn't add up that's not real you know <laughs> not legit they can't do that like it doesn't it defies the laws of <laughs> physics i think you know yeah so when so these when these import guys come up to the starting line i mean it is like it's like a weed whip on steroids popping spitting banging flaming i mean it's insane watching these guys on the starting line and then bam they go and like willie says i mean they're banging gears i mean it's just it's an it they're not automatic so these guys the drivers are actually doing something in the car a lot of the domestic cars they automatically shift their you know they don't even have to shift them and uh so it's 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 a especially in denver it's a pretty fan favorite watching these guys especially on a starting line and it's it's like a light show it's straight wilding on the starting line, bro. It's nuts. You never know what you're going to see. You, yeah, Every one of them you think is going to let loose. Every one of them you're like, oh, it's going to sling parts to the upper echelon. Uh, but, yeah, man, they're popping, cracking. And, and, man, they just tear out of there, man. And it's a guy driving. He's banging gears. He's working it, just trying to get that car in the groove and stick. And it's just – it is something cool and spectacular to see, man. Um, all right, Mel, before we run out of time, how do people, if they're interested in your class, maybe seeing a racetrack where you guys are coming, um, is there uh, is there growth in the, in the future? Where do you, you, you want to take it over to the East Coast? Do you want to take over and, and bang some boys' heads and crack some skulls down south? 
what is your uh, what is your future for the PSEA? Well, as of right now, we have uh, events in St. Louis and in Dallas, um, and then Denver, um, and then our like I said, our big race is in November in, in Las Vegas. Uh, last year, we had six hundred and fifty entries. Uh, it was an insane race. It was it was the biggest you know, race of its kind in the world. Uh, to have that many entries uh, in, in one weekend. It was just, uh, it was amazing. It was kind of like a perfect storm. The Canadian border opened up every, you know, COVID, I can't say COVID ended or, you know, whatever's going on with COVID, but it, <laughs> people started coming. Well, you know what I mean? Things start yeah, opening yeah, yeah. up. People been able to go out. So, uh, and so it's like, it was like a perfect storm to get, I mean, it was just Pat We, I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't run any more cars. We just had too many cars. And I know that's a, you know, that's a good problem to have, but in the same <laughs> breath, it's a bad problem to have because you definitely want to be able to give everyone an experience. Uh, the fans got an experience for sure. So, no doubt, man. Our, our websites are our race PSCA.com and then streetcarsupernationals.com and we're all over Facebook, Instagram, everything. Uh easily to easy to find us. There you go, man. You guys got a crazy loyal following online. A couple hundred thousand people on Facebook and Instagram. You guys are big social. So we'll share it as well, man. You guys find them on social media. Hey Mel, thanks so much for your uh, your time. And don't forget our show our show airs on weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend Plus. Thanks to our guest, Mel Roth. P-S-C-A, find it, live it, learn it, love it. My man Kevin Bird, I'm Willie B, producer Scoop, and executive producer Bob Ecker. Yeah, don't forget to check out our website, twoguysgarage.com, and we're on social everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Now, this Two Guys Garage podcast is copyright 2022, Brenton Productions Incorporated, all rights reserved. Mel, man, good good Scoop, man, good talking to you. This, this type of racing is something that uh, we talked about, man. So many folks can connect to. I'm one of them, man. It's such a riot. Uh, everybody, get out there to your local track and and check out uh, PSCA. Really fun stuff. It's mind blown every race you see. You're like just mind blown. I can't believe that Fox Body Mustang did that. I can't believe that Skyline or that Import just did that. It's bananas, man. It's really cool. I know you've been working hard for it, Mel. So thanks so much for your time, brother. And we'll catch you soon, all right? You got it. Thank you, guys. All right, man. And we'll catch you all in the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Take care. Two Guys Garage podcast is produced by Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.